0: Today we're going to talk about 10 things that no one will tell you about when starting a business. So the first thing, you really have to enjoy the process of operating this venture of yours. So whether it's a photography business of yours, or you are starting a new restaurant, whatever it is, you really have to understand and also love what you do on a day-to-day basis. And this is not about, you know, just being passionate about the idea, but rather passionate about operating this for the next three to five years, or maybe even longer. You want to have this perspective of, you know, being able to solve these challenges and really being happy when focusing these daily challenges uh, that you will face when doing your startup. Number two, no amount of reading or advice from someone can prepare you from what is about to come and what you will experience in your journey with your startup. From planning to execution to operation to raising capital, you will face so many challenges that you cannot imagine. Even when you have the most you know, meticulous business plan written out. You still will not be prepared for all of the challenges that come in every direction. And that's completely okay. You have to keep learning from your own and other people's mistakes. And that is part of the process. Number three, most people start a business to find financial freedom or independence, whether it's personal, financial, but most companies that I know and most founders I know are actually, they spend more time in their business than they would at a nine to five job. So you have to realize that you could be, easily be spending more time, you have more bosses than you could imagine. Your bosses are not your customers. Your bosses are your investors. And in fact, your team member, in my mind, you know, in the traditional sense of bosses, your team members are so crucial that you wanna make sure that they are motivated and you guys have the same goals. So you have to you know, cater to not just You know, one manager, if you're working for someone else, you have to cater to your, again, customers, investors, your own team members, and all the third parties and affiliates and partners that you have to work with. And all these could technically be people you're responsible to, you're working with and working for. So I like to think that when you are an entrepreneur, you don't have uh, one boss or one manager, but really a lot of different managers and a lot of people you're responsible to. So never go into thinking that when you start your own business you never have to answer to anyone because in fact you'll be answering to a lot more people uh, than you would at a nine to five per se. So number four, is it's very important for you to delegate as many things as possible, effectively and efficiently. What I mean is when I started the ad agency I wanted to create websites, I wanted to run ads for as many accounts as possible without hiring anyone or having any team members to run it because I thought it would save me cost, and I want to do that as, you know, as much as possible before hiring. But little did I notice by not hiring the right project managers, I wasn't able to scale. You know, when it comes to hiring, when it comes to sales, and I was stuck on this pattern where i will be working, you know, 12 hours a day servicing clients and closing sales myself without being able to increase. Uh, the revenue for the venture. And when you don't have delegation, when you don't have proper project managers, you become a one-man team and you're, you, know, you have so many hats on, and you're really not scaling. And it's okay in the beginning to have multiple hats, you know, to be the accountant, to be the bookkeeper uh, for your venture. But you will get to a point where you need to realize you need to hire the right team to help you scale, and also you will start to realize you will not, no longer be the best in any of these fields. You will not be the best bookkeeper. You will not be the best project manager. There are people that are way more talented than you in that case. And for me, it's, it was such an enlightenment for me when I started to realize you need to you know, work with more talented people to put into your team, to add them to your team, so that you can scale uh, your venture. Five, marketing. It is so important for you to understand that Building the best product or having the best craft in the world, or the best offering that you have is not going to do anything if you don't have a proper marketing strategy that will able to bring customers, that will bring it, be able to funnel the, your leads into, you know, from your potential customers into customers, and how to have a retention of these customers. So, a lot of people forget that they fo- they're so focused on building the perfect product or perfecting their trade that they don't have a good marketing team to bring the sales team. And sometimes, in a lot of scenarios, you want to have an MVP, a minimum viable product, and then have a strong sales team to push these minimum viable products to get you the sales and the results you need to build that you know, perfect project that you want to create. For example, in my case, when we first started out one of the restaurant ventures, it was nowhere near where we want to create the final product or what we're creating today. But it was definitely, we would say, a beta version or MVP, and then having a great marketing strategy behind it allowed us to, you know, see the initial success for additional investors to invest in the project and help us scale. Again, marketing is so key to any venture you're doing, uh, and not only in restaurants. Or again, if you started at application, whatever it is, whether it's B2B or B2C, you need a proper marketing team to do that. So don't forget to add that into your business plan and have a proper budget allocation uh, when you're creating your next startup. Number six, listen to your market. Sometimes we're so passionate about what we're creating, whether it's our product or our service, that we forget that at the end of the day, it's the customer who chooses to spend the dollar on your product or your service. So really focus on listening to the customers and stop trying to shove whatever you're creating down their throat. In fact, run a lot of customer research and data analytics even in the beginning or when you're creating a product or when you're pivoting um, to constantly get that feedback you need uh, from the beginning to the end. You should always be constantly getting feedback uh, as much as possible. So in our restaurant ventures, we always get our feedback, not only through public social media platforms, via Facebook, Google reviews, Yelp reviews. You have to take those very importantly. For us, we we get those feedbacks. On top of that, we get our internal feedbacks from all of our diners. So we can continue to improve and figure out what we're doing incorrectly and how we can do better uh, for the future. So constantly improve your product through customer feedback. Seven, no matter how successful you've seen a venture, they probably started out very small and local. Whether it's Apple, whether it's Facebook, Uber, you know, it's all started out as an idea to an MVP, a minimum viable product, or a beta version of an app. And it's okay to start there. So let's say you have a plan you need to create a hundred million dollar company and you want to change the world and impact the world. But it is okay to start off small. But visualize that. You definitely want to visualize what it could become. Uh, but at the same time create things and show results on a small or local level. That is so important uh, in any venture that you're doing to be able to, say, to show results on a small scale. Don't let the big companies scare you into not starting. If you have an idea that's you know, that, that might not be making as much as you're making on your day, day job, that's okay, you know, you could do your day job while working your startup idea at the same time. There's no, nothing that should really stop you, or if you don't have enough capital to build a big project you want, start small, start with a concept to test it out. Start with a beta to test it out to see if people will purchase uh, the product that you create. And then you can scale from there, you get some feedback, again, feedback from customers, and then you can see how you can scale from there. Eight, ideas are worthless. The execution to see through your idea is so much more important than an idea in itself. The idea to create the next Uber or create the next Facebook is absolutely worthless. It's the whole execution of pivoting that product, building that product, uh, and having an amazing team to do it that's valuable than having the idea itself. No investors will invest in just a pure idea, uh, especially if you have no track record but they will invest when you have a good KPI, even if the idea is okay, in their mind. Uh, And and so it's so important to focus on good KPIs uh, rather than an awesome idea with no attraction. Number nine, the importance of raising capital and finding the right investors. So for me personally, I like to bootstrap all my ideas and projects, if possible, in the beginning. So until I will only find investors when we have good KPI or good results from the company that I can be certain that if I had the money, I would invest in the project as well. Uh, You want to find strategic investors that have the same time horizon as you, they have the same investment philosophy as you, you know, you want to make sure that you guys are aligned in that. I've learned that uh, in many ways as well, that without the right investors, you guys won't be great partners in this venture. You know, some people want to be cashed out a lot earlier than what you would like to, and some people, you know, are on the same page as you. So you want to make sure you pick and choose the right investors that can bring value to your company and have the same uh, understanding and philosophy as you. Or else, while you're trying to, you know, you're struggling to make a company survive, they're expecting you to 10x uh, their capital. If you have that type of discrepancy, you'll have a really hard time uh, building your startup and spending so much of your um, sweat every day and 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 time and At the time so disappointing your investors, so you don't want that you don't want to take any money that's offered to you But you want to take uh, the strategic money that's valuable for your startup. Number ten. This is my words to you Even if a project of yours don't pan out the way you want it to uh, that is completely okay. You will have to have that mentality because you did come out stronger, you came out wiser through the project. I've had failed projects of my own and they brought me to new ventures and they allowed me to new meet, meet new people, they allowed me to reflect on myself to see what I've done incorrectly or could have done better or the idea could have not had the right niche. And the market wasn't ready for the project product or you didn't have the right team to execute. And that is completely okay. And you just have to be happy uh, that a door has closed but really you were able to open a lot of new doors through that opportunity. So that is the last thing I want to share with you guys so that mentality of failure really changes and, and think of it as a journey uh, and failure is part of that journey And sometimes you actually learn a lot more so that you're ready for the next venture or you take what you've learned and apply it in not just your new project, but in relationships, in life, in happiness, and yeah. Thank you guys for joining me today i would love to hear your thoughts on you know what other things that you didn't think about when you started your startup and feel free to leave your comments questions anything related to startup the entrepreneurial lifestyle i would love to answer them either in the next video or in the comment section thank you